What is going on, friends and fans? Ryan Dorn here. Another big show straight ahead for this month. Listener questions from Yurka over in the Czech Republic. Tasha from Houston. Greg from Milwaukee wants us to dig in on how we use LinkedIn to find uh, better leads and things like that. My topic for this month is going to be called Thinking Like a Doctor. What are the things that doctors do to identify pain and remove pain? And then how can we use that in the sales process? I think I've got a prescription for you. That's going to be great. You're going to love it. It's all straight ahead, friends. Stick around. Stay close. Here we go. Live from the Brainswell Media Studios, this is the Ryan Dorn Business Show. Ryan is a 30-year Emmy-winning sales, marketing, and leadership advisor. He has touched over half a billion dollars in revenue and still sells every day. Ryan has been featured in Forbes, USA Today, and has trained over 20,000 professionals in seven countries. Now, here's your coach, your confidant, your fellow business warrior, Ryan Dorn. All right, friends and fans, thanks so much every month for uh, checking out uh, the podcast. Hey, it seems like we got a little out of sync, I guess, with iTunes and Spotify. Sorry about that. It looks like some of the shows were not updating correctly, but hey, we've still been working. We've still been selling out there on the street. And uh, today is no different here on the podcast. I think we'll get things, we got everything squared away, and all those shows should be updated. We'll get you caught up on anything uh, that you missed. All right, for those of you that are new, my name is Ryan Dorn, and for the last 30 years, I have the opportunity to be in the sales and marketing business working across about 22 to 25, depending on who you ask, different uh, different industries, providing sales and marketing advice, speaking at sales conferences, and things like that. And I still sell every day. And I think that really makes me a different type of coach. You know, sometimes people say, oh, if you're a good coach, you can coach anybody. Well, okay, maybe. But my thought would be, if you actively sell amidst COVID, if you have act- actively are selling now in a post-COVID world, I think you're always going to be able to give better advice. At least that would be my thought. So anyhow, here we go. How about thinking like a doctor and not a salesperson? Are things different now in a post-pandemic world? Whatever that means. The answer is yes. Friends, I truly believe that every single sales call with a client is exceedingly valuable. We have to take full advantage of every opportunity that we have to sit in front of our clients. These meetings are so valuable, Zoom, in-person, whatever, that we really don't want to be wasting time asking questions that are not going to help us close the deal, right? So after 30 years of doing this, selling and, and marketing, I find that there are basically three to five questions, and that's about all you get to really ask before a client of yours is really going to lose patience. More than that, and you might as well you know, turn on a bright light like in the movies and really, you know, put them in a, an interrogation booth. And really nobody likes that. Right. You know, so I mean, I'm sort of kidding, but you know what I'm saying? We got to be careful about the questions that we ask because we don't have a lot of time on these sales calls. The issue is that many of my sales warriors out there have been misled to ask the wrong questions, whether it's a book or maybe a mentor that sold back in the 80s or whatever. When you first start your training as a salesperson, there is usually a conversation about asking the three critical questions that are core to your success in the sales business. Here's the three. I'm not saying they're the right ones. As a matter of fact, I'm going to suggest a different way to handle it, a different prescription, if you will, to handle it. Okay, here's the three questions normally we are told to ask. They include the following. Number one, are you the person that can make this decision? Okay, you're asking this of your client. Are you the person that can make this decision? The second thing is, what are you currently doing as it relates to the product or service that you're selling? So if you're selling telco, you're asking, hey, what are you currently doing? 
you know, to manage your telco needs? If you sell a CRM, what are you currently doing to manage your sales contracts and your sales pipeline? Okay. And then the last thing you usually ask is, hey, what's your budget? Now, I'm not saying that those three questions are not important questions. I'm just saying that they're old, old, old. I'm thinking that they're stale and I'm thinking you're better than that. So what if I told you that I deeply, deeply believe that these are not the best questions to ask? I mean, we, we need to get the questions answered. We need these answers, but would you, would you listen on if I told you that I think I have a better way to handle this? Or would you roll your eyes and say, oh, here we go, more sales hocus pocus? Well, I hope that's really not the case. In previous blogs, in previous podcasts, I mean, I've been doing this training thing for 15 years, still selling now every day. I truly have stated over and over again, if we keep selling in traditional ways, we are destined to get traditional results. Is that what you want? Maybe for some of you, just getting anything is what you want. So what can we do to be bigger, badder, and better in our sales business? I believe it starts with reformatting the questions that we ask. I deeply, deeply feel that we all need to really change our mindset. We need to think like a doctor and not a salesperson. And I'd love for you to let me explain. Consider this. You go to the doctor looking for relief from some type of ailments. They're normally going to ask you, three questions. Number one, what is causing you this pain? Fair enough. Number two, how long has this been a problem for you? How long have you been having this problem? Good question for number two. Fair enough. Number three, hey, what have you done so far to try to fix it? You know, tell me that. So those are the three questions the doctor's going to ask. Why can't we ask those three questions as well? If we can be in the business of removing pain like a doctor, solving problems like a doctor, I believe that we have a repeatable pattern for sales success. Okay, so let's start with the old questions, then let's flip those, reverse them, give you a new prescription, if you will, for success. Okay, number one, all right, do we need to meet with the decision maker? So that's what all of our mentors have told us. Hey, is this person the decision maker? Okay, of course, we need to meet with decision makers, but if we only meet with decision makers, we're probably not going to have enough meetings to really get to our sales goal. So, of course, we need to determine, hey, what is the chain of command? What is the buying process? But friends, I think that's more of a step two type of question. Good question, but more of a not a number two, sort of like the next step after we identify the person's pain after we figure out how long it's been a problem, after we figure out what their budget is to get rid of that pain. So it's sort of like a step two. So that first question about decision makers, I get it. I totally get it. But I also feel like some, some trainers will say, never meet with anybody that's not the decision maker. I mean, I agree to a point, but if we never meet with anybody else other than the decision maker, the final decision maker, we may not have any meetings. That's my concern. All right, the second sort of age-old question you know, what are they currently doing, you know, right now, so to speak. So for me, it's not that I don't want to know what they're doing right now. It's not that I don't want to know what's going on in their lives right now. I just want to make sure that my meeting, my short meeting, my limited time meeting really doesn't get hijacked. That's the problem with asking some of the questions that our mentors have taught us to ask. God bless all the mentors out there, by the way. I mean, you've been great to us. I'm not dogging on you. I'm just saying, hey, if we keep selling things in traditional ways, we're probably going to get traditional results. I want to be careful that the second question that we ask of folks isn't so sort of wide open and broad, 
just to get the conversation going that all of a sudden our sales call gets hijacked by what I might call kind of a bunch of needless baloney, so to, you know, so to speak. And then the last, the last question we're often told to ask is, you know, what's their budget? Kind of what's their timeline? Now, I mean, of course we need to know their budget, but how many times have you been on a call where you've asked for somebody's budget <laughs> and they actually gave you their budget? Like they actually gave it to you. They told you what it was. Well, there was this one time that, yeah, okay, I went to band camp too. There's always this one time. Well, this one time, this one time. Be careful, friends. Don't live by the exceptions. Live by the rule. Okay, so here's the thought. My thought would be we need those answers, but let's ask these questions in a different way, in a different sequence. Here we go. One, two, three. When it comes to asking questions of our client, there's a three-step process. One, two, three. It's worked over and over and over again. It's a champion result process. I would call it the Tom Brady principle, looking for repeatable patterns of success. What? Don't like Tom Brady? I'm not necessarily a fan. He's not my, he's not the leader of my team, okay? <laughs> but I mean, he's a champion. I mean, come on now. If you don't think he's a champion, I don't know what else to tell you. He's got more Super Bowl rings than some of us have fingers. And <laughs> So for me, here's how it works. Three questions. One, two, three. Question one. I like to ask, when you agreed to meet with me today, about this particular issue. What was kind of the one challenge or kind of what's that one pain point that you were hoping that I could bring to the table today? So whatever it is that you're selling, okay? Um, you know, thanks for the time today. I sure appreciate the 20 minutes. Really appreciate it. So, you know, when you think about when we were getting together for this meeting, there's probably was something, you know enough about our, my product to be able to potentially meet today and talk about it a little bit. You have a general understanding. What's that sort of one challenge point or pain point or business challenge? You're kind of hoping that our software can solve or our media can solve or our consulting services can solve. Now, there's a bunch of different ways to ask that. But as they begin to talk about their challenges, their problems, their pain points, just like a doctor, you want to sympathize with them. Okay, all right. I feel that. Yep, I understand. Tell them that they're not alone. Yeah, I've heard that before. It's, I, I, okay, I think we can work with that. Reference that you've heard this pain point before and, and have some thoughts, some ideas. Say, hey, you know, I've got some ideas to help with that. I think we can help with that. Give them a feeling like, okay, I think we can make this work. Once you know their pain, well, then I kind of want to enhance that pain a little bit. Now, a doctor wouldn't do that, but we're in sales, right? <laughs> Maybe I should have been a doctor. Some of you know I was supposed to go to college to be an attorney. I was on a debate scholarship, a full ride <laughs> scholarship and debate. And all of a sudden I realized I got a sales job and was like, man, I love this sales thing. I'd probably be a big time attorney in Chicago at this point, but I love the sales business. Do you? Sympathize, figure out kind of what is that one big pain point you think that I might be able to fix by taking this meeting with me here today? Remember friends, people aren't dense, okay? They're not going to give a meeting to you and not know anything about you or what you do. People are too well-researched for that. Well, you know, Ryan, people can't know about my product until they meet with me. Okay, not true. There's this thing called the internet. All right, so the first thing I like to ask, when you agreed to meet with me today, what is the one business challenge or one pain point that you think that I could help you solve or something like that? That's number one. Number two, here we go. Are you having fun? Number two, here we go. Pain is a real motivator, so let's enhance it a little bit. Pain is a real motivator in problem solving. It's a real motivator in customer relations. If you can be seen as the person, the company, the software, the product that removes that pain that a business owner or a company is facing, your secret elixir 
for sales will sell like wildfire. After I ask and identify their pain point, I'm going to ask this simple question, very simple. How long has this been a problem? How long have you felt this pain? Now, normally the answer surprises me a little bit. Now, remember, I'm trying to enhance the pain a little bit. I want them to feel that pain, and then I want to help remove the pain. I want to make it very real for them, especially if they've been using a competing product. Uh, maybe you're in the media business. They've been advertising in a competitor. Maybe they've been using a different type of software. I want them to subtly kind of realize that they've been doing things elsewhere, and that darn problem still exists. Man, oh man, my foot still hurts, and I've been wearing those different shoes for years. Now, I'm not making to, I'm not making to uh, looking uh, to make them feel dumb or silly or something like that. I just want them to see that this pain point still exists. They've been trying to fix it. And maybe I'm the guy, the company, the person that can help them. Then, then that's the second question. Okay, how long has this been a problem? Then we move on to our third question. The third question is, what have you done to fix this problem? How much money have you spent to fix this problem? Where have you tried to fix this problem? I might even ask, how much money have you spent to fix the problem? Oh, wait, did I just ask for their budget? Well, no. What I did is I asked them how much they've tried to spend to fix it, because maybe I can charge them less or maybe more. But I mean, I'm sort of asked their budget without saying, what's your budget? Remember, if you ask the same question that somebody else asks from another company, you sound just like another salesperson. Let's be different. Let's be bigger. Let's be better. Let's be better reference that I've heard about this pain before and just recognize friends that, Hey, I think I've got some ideas that could help. See your doctor does the same thing when you come to their office, right? What's the problem? How long has it been a problem? What have you done so far to fix that problem? And then they give you a prescription, just like you're going to do pricing, etc., to, to, to help remove that pain. Do you want to be in the business of removing pain? If you are, then we've got a repeatable pattern for sales suggest, success. Now, I'm not suggesting that these are the only questions that one would ask on a sales call. If you read my blog, if you listen to this podcast, you know that there are many, many, many other questions that I like to ask. As a matter of fact, look back, I've got a podcast called 10 Critical Sales Questions. I'm simply suggesting that we have limited time on that single valuable sales call and we want to ask the very best questions, friends, to get the very best results. The other thing is there's this kind of age-old sales questions that kind of make us seem like every other salesperson that's out there. Tell me more about your business. What problems keep you up at night? I mean, most of the time, the questions that you ask will either align you with other salespeople, accentuate the fact that you're just in sales, or the questions that you ask will separate you, will differentiate you from other salespeople. All right, two final points. Friends, if you keep selling in traditional ways, you're probably going to get traditional results. So let's change that a little bit. And then number two, just remember, if sales was easy, everybody be doing it. And they're not. We are the chosen few. Let's be always be looking for ways to improve our sales game. Thinking like a doctor, not thinking like a salesperson. And friends, I truly believe that if you follow this advice, you can take your sales games to places you only dreamed possible. 
All right, coming up, we got Mike Gobert from Open Look Business Solutions. We're going to be answering questions from Yurka over in the Czech Republic and so many more. So stick around and stay close. We'll be back. I mean, I'd be a pretty terrible sales coach if I didn't have a couple sponsors here of the podcast. So pay attention to these folks. We'll be back in 45 seconds. The Ryan Dorn Business Show is brought to you in part by Open Look Business Solutions. Need data cleanup, a virtual assistant, graphic design, or telemarketing? Reach out to Mike at open-look.com for information. That's open-look.com. How about a new website? Now more than ever before, having a world-class website is mission critical. Ryan has partnered with Web Publisher Pro to offer his clients top-notch websites that focus on lead generation and revenue. Reach out to David at webpublisherpro.com for more information. That's webpublisherpro.com. Now, back to the show. Here's your coach, Ryan Dorn. All right, friends and fans, it is that time where we're answering your listener questions. Hey, keep them coming. Uh, Ryan at ryandorn.com, D-O-H-R-N, ryandorn.com, Ryan at ryandorn.com, and love to answer your questions. And hey, Mike, this is a, a uh, got Mike Obert here uh, from Open Look, as we do every single episode of the show. Mike, we're international, cool, baby. We're international, buddy. International? Uh, cool. Yes, we have a question um, from Yerka in the Czech Republic. And um, so that's, <laughs> we're international now. I mean, I thought that it was good being domestic, but now we're global. Although, no, we've got friends and, um, and listeners in Canada and Australia, Singapore, but um, once in the we, Philippines. Yeah, and oh, yeah, in the Philippines. Um, so Yerka from the Czech Republic asked this question. And thanks for sending it in, by the way. How do you get to the right contact person? Let's say I have company ABC that's advertising elsewhere, but I don't know who is responsible for marketing advertising. Um, all I have is some general contact information from the website. How do you how do you get more? Um, what do you think, Mike? You want you know you sell every day just like me. Do you want to uh, you want to tackle that one first? Yeah, absolutely. I'll take a stab. Uh, so Yurka and I'm I'm guessing in the Czech uh, Republic that they'd have something like LinkedIn. That's normally well, I'll go I'll go research. Uh, trying to find out who that marketing or advertising person is, is on something like LinkedIn. I have no problem cold calling people too, asking, hey, who's in charge of your marketing and advertising? But, and Ryan, I kind of want to throw this one back at you as well. Mm -hmm. I I like to get kind of close to my competition. Um, kind of keep your enemies mm -hmm. close. No, you keep your friends, <laughs> friends close, close and your enemies closer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I have no problem uh, being close with uh, some of the competition to – share artwork, uh, mm -hmm. maybe share contacts. Um, you know, I always thought if there's, you know, competition, that's probably a good thing. That means the market's big enough, uh, to support a couple things. So what, what's your thought on, uh, getting close to the competition and asking questions it, like this? It's a great question. I am asked that in regards to LinkedIn all the time. Um, should I connect with my competitors on LinkedIn? And I say the answer is yes, if it benefits you. So let's just say that as an example, you have way more connections than somebody else. It's clearly going to be more beneficial to them because once you connect with your competitor, then they can then connect with all the people that are in your network. And so if it's beneficial to you, I say absolutely not. Obviously, um, Mike, of course, we agree on this. We want to maintain high ethical standards and not be sharing things that are proprietary and things like that. But I find that media salespeople, we will always help each other out. Hey, who are you talking to over there? And normally competitive, you know, the competitive nature, the rising of the tide will bring up, you know, all ships. So there's really nothing, in my opinion, wrong with, you know, being friends with the, with the competitors. Now, what I also do besides just asking, you know, um, what's going on is I'm going to go over to hunter.io, hunter.io to find those email addresses. 
I'm also going to, um, as I stated, just reach out to the person that's there and just ask who that particular person is. But the other thing that I do is I find something that they're promoting online and I ask to talk to somebody in sales. So let's just say as an example, do use a local example and a national example. Let's just say locally, I see a company is selling zero turn mowers. I want to sell them an ad about that. The person picks up the phone and I'll say, hey, say you're selling these zero turn mowers. Can I talk to somebody in sales about that? Sure. And they'll pass you over. That salesperson will almost always help you out. Who do I need to talk to about advertising? I want to help you out. Uh, a B2B national kind of B2B example, the exact same thing. Call the main number and say, hey, um, I wonder if I could talk to somebody in sales. I see you guys do this and this. Could I talk to somebody in sales? And sales folks will almost always help other sales people out. And then, of course, keep all the notes, you know, in your, you know, in your CRM. So um, what else, Mike, what else do you do on the on the local front um, to try to find out uh, dropping by now that almost everybody's vaccinated? Dropping by yeah. works, too. Dropping by works or calling. We do a lot of this uh, in, in lead generation for people is uh, asking people if they would like to get a comp, uh, complimentary subscription to the magazine. Oh, nice. And and who would that person be? Um, so then, you know, you get that name, contact info, um, send the mag, start sending the magazine, um, and then follow up with, you know, Hey, can I also send you some information on advertising? So that, that soft offer of trying to give them something like a white paper or a complimentary subscription, um, usually can help get that name as well. Yeah, for sure. Makes, makes perfect sense. So hopefully that's helpful. Uh, Yurka from the Czech Republic. Glad to have you listening, uh, all the way over there. Uh, yeah. Next question from Tasha from Houston and your state there of Texas, Mike Houston. Uh, all right. Tasha yep. asks, is there truly a proven process for hosting meetings with clients? I see a different process in each blog I read. I'm new and I want to do it correctly. So, uh, Mike, you mind if I take this one? Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. And are we, we're talking in person. Do you think? Yeah. Well, yep. I do the, I pretty much do the same thing in person, virtual or on the phone. Um, of course I always want to be virtual. I want to be on zoom so I can show my screen and things like that. But, um, so the first thing Tasha is stop reading all kinds of different blogs. Okay. That'll confuse the heck out of you. (laughs) Um, there's only a couple sales books out there related to media. I happen to know the author of one. It's a pretty good book. And then he'll have another one out real soon. Wink, wink. Um, so what I typically do is I'm Mike's my advertiser. If you don't mind, Mike, um, I'm going to say, uh, Mike, thanks for the 20 minutes. Do we still have 20 minutes? And you say, yeah, sure. Yes. Great. 20 yeah. minutes. Go 20 ahead. Minutes. And then go. that's the first thing. Validate time. The second thing is here's the three things that I main things I'd love to cover with you today and set your agenda. So boom, boom, boom. What are the three main things? Try not to cover five things. Try to cover three main things and then get agreement on that agenda. Do you both agree that that's the that's the agenda you want to. Did I miss anything, Mike? Is that good? Covering those three things. The next thing that I'm going to do is go right into my success stories. Don't go into questioning start off with success stories. May I briefly share with you three examples of businesses like yours that have been really successful uh, with us. Share your success stories, then go into your questions and don't ask questions like, tell me more about your business. I got that yesterday and you're better than that. Um, You may ask a question like this, when you agreed to meet with me, there was probably some problem that you're hoping I could solve. What is that problem? And they'll answer it and you say, how long has that been a problem? validate that and what have you done to try to fix it and you know kind of dig in on there and then talk about your pricing and your options and then when you get to the end of the sales call always 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 pull out your phone set the time for the follow-up and that's the process that i follow regardless what i don't do and mike you may disagree with this what i don't do is i don't do a lot of the small chit chat baloney that a lot of folks do 
Um, and if you do the baloney mic, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I just don't, <laughs> I don't have time for just a, a bunch of chit chat that is meaningless to me. Um, I would prefer just to get in, to get into it and just get on with it. Cut to the chase. Yep. What do you got for me? I just find that a lot of the idle chit chat um, just doesn't really go anyplace. And most people are very cool with like getting into the purpose of the meeting. So yeah. that's my, that's, that's <clears throat> Tasha. That's me. And, and Mike, you may do it different. I'd love to hear. No, uh, pretty close to what you do. The one thing uh, that I would add to, uh, to your process is I normally don't give people material until it's actually time to give them the material. In right other on. words, Mm-hmm. If you have a magazine, let's say, I don't give the people the magazine to start the meeting right? because <laughs> nine times out of ten, they just start flipping through it, reading it, right. looking at different things, and then you've lost their attention. So I'm pretty uh, uh, diligent of like, okay, I'm, if I'm going to talk about the rate card, here's the rate card, and then not not giving everything in advance and then just letting them kind of randomly go through things. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great, but I would tell you this. Um, repeatable patterns of success. I mean, it's super important for you to find a process, stick to a process, and the whole team should follow that process. This whole idea of I like to make it my own, um, making it your own usually ruins a perfectly good recipe. So sometimes you can enhance a recipe, but you know, I like to tell people, don't try to make it your own. There's a proven process that's out there. I sell a million bucks a year doing it that way. I'm not saying it's perfect, um, but Mike does it a certain way. Do you want to rinse and repeat, replicate success? Yeah, uh, I think and that's practice, it. practice, practice, practice. Why don't people it's want a, to practice? I think it's because role I, playing just is yeah. painful, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Salespeople don't like to practice. They don't like people listening to their sales pitch. Right. Well, I can I do it with why. an advertiser. I just can't do it with you, Ryan. You know, it's, <laughs> if you can't do it with me, somebody that really likes you, I think you're going to really struggle to, to do it with somebody uh, live. So just, you know, something to something to consider, something to consider. Absolutely. So good question, yeah. Tasha. Good question. All right, uh, Greg from Milwaukee, last question here for you, uh, Mike. When I'm prospecting, I'm finding that everyone wants me to email them information, yet not set a meeting. Um, Any advice on that? Mike, you just said it. Like, if you give them all kinds of information in advance, they get distracted. A lot of times they don't pay attention. Um, You may have a thought on this, Mike. What, What I typically say to people, Greg, is I would say, it's not that I can't email you information, but that's really full retail rates. If we could talk for five or 10 minutes, I can typically save most customers about 1500 bucks. So that's why I'd love to meet with you. And if you put a value to that meeting, then typically they'll give you that meeting. But I'm not a big fan of blind emailing. It doesn't sound like you are either, Mike. What's your thought on that? No. Yeah, absolutely. I like to give them something that I want to show them, um, like a mock ad or something like that of like, hey, look, I've. I've, I've had my design team come up with a couple of mock ads for you. I want to, I want you to take a look at them so that I can get feedback. Um, it also in, in doing it that way too, you kind of move the, uh, the, the meeting from why am I going to buy to, well, yeah, I'm going to buy and I want my ad to look this certain way. So, yeah. um, yeah, I always try to give them something of a reason why I want to come just like you said, why I want to come meet with you is because I want to show you something that I can't do. Um, in an email or online. Right on. And put a value on it because people value their time. So if you put a value on the time they're going to give you in B2B, I mean, you could save somebody $10,000. Local media, I'm usually able to save them, you know, 1200 to 1500 bucks if we talk. So put a value on it. And, um, and that usually, now keep in mind too, Greg, a lot of times that's just a standard of sales objection. Like most people are like, okay, great. I'll email you that information. Then you get caught in email hell and you've, you basically get caught in a bad loop. 
And you don't want to get caught in a bad loop with that. So by emailing them information, a lot of times it's a bad loop. And so just be careful about, you know, about that as well. So good questions from uh, Yurka over in the Czech Republic, Tasha in Houston, Greg from Milwaukee. Uh, We'll do our very best friends to get you some uh, Ad Sales Nation t-shirts sent your way. And uh, thanks for sending your questions into Ryan at uh, RyanDorn.com. Hey, Mike, um, I was sharing with you earlier. I'm just having really great luck with my virtual assistant. Um, that uh, that you set me up with uh, through your company there, uh, OpenLook. And I know you do that and so much more. You're doing data cleanup and surveys and appointment setting. How's it going at OpenLook? We are busy. We are, we are really busy. Things have seem like uh, they're getting sort of back to normal yeah. and people are doing business and we're doing a lot of creative work for people, a lot of ad design, a lot of page makeup and uh, the virtual assistants have really picked up now. So, uh, yeah, things have been great over at OpenLook. Now, that's awesome. Well, friends, reach out to uh, to Mike. His email address is mike at open-look.com. And the website there is open-look.com. He's, we've been working together, gosh, Mike, for a long time now. And the company keeps growing. You guys just keep getting better and better. And a lot of my publishing uh, clients are using you. So uh, just really encourage you guys to reach out uh, over to Mike. Hey, so um, do you feel like um, when you're out on these local sales calls, what are your sales team saying? Are people cool with the with meeting face-to-face and wear your mask, stuff like that? People are cool meeting face-to-face and more than likely here in Texas, people are, you'll sit down and they immediately take it off and they're like, hey, I'm fine with taking the mask off. So yeah, people yeah. are, uh, they're up for it. They're open to it. That sounds good. I kind of let the advertiser lead the way. Um, on that. Um, I've had COVID, as all of you know, and I'm vaccinated, so I feel like I'm pretty safe. But uh, hey, be safe out there, friends, but don't be afraid to get out and uh, host those uh, sales calls. So, All right, Mike, thanks so much for answering uh, all these questions. Sure appreciate you. Thanks, Ryan, man. You're the best. All right, Mike. Thanks. All right, so that's the show, friends, uh, for this month. Sure appreciate you, and we'll get you all caught up on any of the show that you missed um, when we were kind of out of sync there with our uh, feed uh, going to Spotify and iTunes, and we appreciate uh, the folks over at uh, both Spotify and iTunes and all our friends and fans for uh, pointing that out. Hey, so, um, friends, you know, unfortunately, I had COVID, um, so I had the antibodies, and I decided, hey, I'm going to get vaccinated anyway because I want to get out back on the road, and I have been uh, speaking at conferences and working with teams uh, just like all of you. So I speak at conferences, I coach one-on-one, and I love doing virtual training as well. So go over to RyanDorn.com, and that's where you can find out more about what I can do to help you and your sales organization. Don't forget, friends, if sales was easy, everybody would be doing it, and they're not. So we're either crazy, which is possible, or friends, we found careers that'll feed our families for a lifetime. All right, keep your questions coming to Ryan at RyanDorn.com. If we can be of help to you, reach out to us. The website is RyanDorn.com, D-O-H-R-N. That's RyanDorn.com, D-O-H-R-N. All right, friends, we'll see you on the next show. Take care and God bless. God bless.